You can now get two free audiobook downloads and a 30-day free trial at audible.pagosity.tv. Your choice from the world's largest selection of over 180,000 digital audiobooks and spoken word content for your iOS or Android device, Kindle, or MP3 player. Go to audible.pagosity.tv now. Welcome to the Pagosity Podcast for the week of January 14th, 2018. The podcast that sows, reaps, and sometimes dispassionately has to weed. This is your host, Shane Killian, and returning this week is John Peterson. Welcome back, Johnny. It's good to be back. Let's hyper-reverberate the news of the bogus. And 2018 is not off to a good start as far as copyright bogosity goes. YouTube's copyright takedown system just gets more and more idiotic, but it's hard to imagine it getting any worse than what just happened to Australian YouTuber Sebastian Tomzak, who had no less than five different copyright claims made against a video of his, which was comprised entirely of white noise. Now, I mean, the whole point of white noise is it's just that. It's noise, randomness, entropy. There's no possible way it can match anything else. But apparently YouTube's algorithm thinks it's copyright because potato. Well, claimants accusing him of infringement include publishers of white noise videos for sleep therapy. The video wasn't taken down, but unless this dispute is resolved in Tom Zack's favor, the companies will be getting the ad revenues from the video instead of him. Doesn't help that YouTube's been demonetizing videos all willy-nilly. Yeah. Sheesh. They're demonetizing Linux videos. What's that about? If I knew Shane, I'd tell ya. Brian Lunduk was saying that. He says when he posts up a video and doesn't put the word Linux anywhere, there's like a 50-50 chance of it being demonetized. When he put, Whenever he puts Linux in the title or the keywords or the description, automatically demonetized. Or limited, monetari- l- limited monetization, I should say. You know what this reads to me, Shane? What's that? This reads that YouTube cares more about dealing with anti-statist elements and protecting their wallets than giving the people what they want. Which, if my journalism class is any indication, is the first rule of mass media. Or it's just a broken system that doesn't work right. True. Tom Zach said, quote, I am intrigued and perplexed that YouTube's automated content ID system will pattern match white noise with multiple claims. Tom, if you're listening to this... Power through and dab on those YouTube haters. And I feel your pain here. There is actually one video of mine that was taken down permanently for copyright that I couldn't get back up because I didn't save all the files that made it. This was a much older one, but... In the background, I had my recording of uh, Debussy's Arabesque, and it's me playing the piano, and Debussy is public domain, so it was fine. I just kept getting... Like, one claim after another, after another, after another, after another. And they were all claiming, like, three or four seconds of it. And as near as I can figure, it just so happened that at that moment I played it just like one of these others, and then it matched, and it just kept going. And, I mean, just dozens of times, and then finally they took the whole thing down. They do not know the way. Tom Zach says the claims won't have a significant impact on his revenues, but that he is frustrated by them and has issued disputes. Yeah, and uh, Susan, if you're listening to this podcast, which I highly doubt you are, please make YouTube for the creators, not for these big corporations that you're sucking up to. Brickbats at Ian Connor, IP lawyer at Pinsent Masons, who said, quote, 
If I record background white noise, or if I have a random white noise generator, remember that, random white noise generator, and I record that with me being the first person to fix that recording, then I am the owner of its copyright. But it's random! You can't copyright the outcome of a random number generator. It has to be a creative work made by a human being. And we talked about this with uh, all that monkey selfie story that uh, we've been going uh, back to over the months. I mean, you can't even get it for writing an algorithm that will allow the computer to generate a picture or a piece of music. It has to be actual human creations. But, but the lawyer's in charge, and this is what happens. Do tell. Connor also defended YouTube's ridiculous system, saying, quote, The only other option is to go through the courts, so I think on balance it's probably as good as it can be. No, the other good option is not to have this copyright BS to begin with. And even if it does work, who's going to benefit? All the big names like Nintendo who got an idiot extraordinaire. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before. That's what it's really always been about from the very beginning. It wasn't about giving people protection over their own creations. It was about government censorship and protectionism of favored creators. And it's things like this that really make it hard for me to blame YouTube. I mean, let's face it, they're having to exist in an environment that is increasingly hostile to independent producers and a legal system dedicated to protectionism. But remember, kids, don't do white noise videos or else YouTube will go after you. I'm tempted to do one just to see what happens. Say, if you're tired of the promos in this podcast, well, the patrons got it early and with no ads or promos. Just go to patreon.bogosity.tv and donate at any level. Do you have children or nieces or nephews? Are you homeschooling or just want to counter some of the socialist indoctrination most children get in school? If so, go to bogosity.tv slash tuttletwins and you'll be taken to a website where you can get some great books for elementary age children. The Tuttle Twins books are books about liberty and free market economics that include children's versions of Bastiat's The Law, Leonard Reed's I Pencil, and Hayek's The Road to Serfdom, as well as books about the Federal Reserve and how regulations protect business cronies. They'll learn about the harm caused by eminent domain, or regulations passed in the name of safety, and fundamental concepts of liberty. And as you can see from the sample pages on the website, they're all easy to read and nicely illustrated. They're just $9.99 a piece, or get a special discount as well as free bonuses when you purchase all five. You can even buy in bulk to donate to schools and local libraries. So get the Tuttle Twins books at bogosity.tv slash Tuttle Twins. The same goes true for hate speech laws, as a lot of stuff Twitter is doing is just attempting to comply with tyrannical laws. Case in point, Germany's hate speech laws, which demanded that Twitter take down the tweet of a German satire magazine that parodied anti-Muslim comments. Titanic magazine made a tweet mocking Beatrix von Storch, who accused police of appeasing, quote, the barbaric Muslim rapist hordes of men simply because they put out a tweet in Arabic. Now, as bad as Von Storch's tweet is, it should be her right to make it, but nonetheless, Twitter suspended her account and prosecutors are considering legal action. So Titanic Magazine published a parody of it, making a mock-up of a Von Storch tweet to police saying, 
The last thing I want is mollified barbarian Muslim gang-raping hordes of men. Uh, uh, what is it with Germany and censorship? <laughs> Have they learned nothing from World War II, or do we need to go across the Rhine? And- I mean, yeah, you would think Germany of all places. <sighs> what was that saying, Shane? Those who don't know history are doomed to repeat it? Yeah, George Santayana. I think it was condemned to repeat it. But yeah, Twitter blocked their account over the message. And the law in question came into effect on January 1st. It specifies a fine of 50 million euros on social media sites that fail to remove hate speech promptly. This is regardless of whether or not the site, the tweeter, or the subject of the tweet is in Germany or has anything at all to do with Germany. We're talking about worldwide censorship. And uh, for the 50 million euros, that adjusted for 2018 inflation rates is $60,982,500. This was a Google search. I think you mean exchange rates, not inflation rates. Yeah. But yeah, we know what you're talking about. But here's another moral to this. This is after German Chancellor Angela Merkel promised that this new law would not have this kind of effect. And what have we learned about politicians? But how often have we seen this? They pass a law, and you say, well, that'll lead to this. They'll say, oh, no, don't be such a, you know, kooky Alex Jones conspiracy monger. It won't do that. And then it's what? Not even in effect 10 days. And it's already doing it. So, yeah. Now you know how seriously you can take these promises. Way to bring in the new year. If you're on the Wi-Fi in a coffee shop or hotel, anyone on that network can get your traffic. Do you really trust all of those strangers? For that matter, do you really trust your ISP? A VPN can protect you from prying eyes, disguise your location, and even foil government censors. It's essential in this day and age. So go to vpn.bogosity.tv and you'll be taken to BoxPN. Starting at just $2.99 a month, you can get unlimited high-speed connections to VPN servers all over the world. And they don't log connections, so your privacy is assured. Traveling abroad, just VPN home, and don't worry about what those other governments are doing. Back at home, stop your ISP from traffic shaping and messing with the quality internet access you're paying good money for. You can connect from multiple machines at once, including your smartphone or tablet, and it supports all the secure standards, including OpenVPN and SSTP. Bypass sensors and surveillance with your own secure VPN connection. Go to vpn.pagosity.tv. Now, just in case there are any of you still out there who think that patents are any better, from TechDirt comes the story of how the patent office is actually incentivized to approve bogus patents. And we've talked quite a bit about patents on things that shouldn't be patented, and the patent trolls who take up a lot of time in court attempting to get money for things that they didn't even invent. Well, there have always been two problems with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, USPTO. One is that Congress forces them to fund themselves from fees... They don't get money from the Treasury, so that means they have the incentive to approve as many patents as possible because they don't get fees from rejected patents. And second, examiners are rated based on how many patent applications they completed, so it became much easier and quicker to simply approve a patent than to reject it and keep dealing with resubmissions even after the so-called final rejection. So the effect of all this is that 
They were just rubber stamping these to get them through. So people realized, hey, I can get a patent on any crazy old thing. And so they started applying in droves, and it resulted in this big backlog. So the Obama administration took steps to deal with this backlog by lowering the standards for approval. And meanwhile, there's a bunch of really useful stuff that gets swept under the rug by these patent trolls and all these congressmen types. Yeah. Well, now there's a study based on FOIA documents showing that the USPTO was very lax in approving bad patents whenever there was a backlog. Quote, Our findings suggested that when the patent office begins to face mounting backlogs, it appears to act on its incentive to grant patents at a higher rate for technologies that are associated with higher rates of repeat application. The patent office indeed began to grant at differentially higher rates for high repeat filing technologies during the mid-1990s, a moment in time where the patent office's application backlog began to increase considerably year by year. Again, this analysis is alarming because it suggests that factors other than the underlying quality of applications are affecting the patent office's decision to allow patents. I'm sorry, my brain is just trying to process why all these idiotic fake patents are super... People act the way they're incentivized. You ignore that at your own peril. Yeah. But even more chilling, not all patent fees are the same. The small fry gets to pay a reduced fee because our government cares, don't you know? But the problem is it's the fees that give the USPTO its incentives so they're more likely to approve a patent from someone who's paying the higher fee, meaning that the little guys get brushed aside as the big corporations enjoy speedy approval of one bogus patent after another. This is like Neuromancer or Blade Runner or any... This is basically every cyberpunk trope ever. Oh, but no, it's Facebook and YouTube that need to police themselves better. Could have fooled me. And the fact of the matter is, all this is showing that patents in the U.S. are what they always were everywhere. A bribe to officials in exchange for monopoly power. We live in a world where light bulbs connect to the Internet, and recent attacks on them prove that your online security is under threat like never before. Not only your websites, but the Internet-enabled devices you buy. And the biggest problem is weak passwords. That's why you need LastPass. LastPass allows you to randomly generate strong, unique passwords on the web and on your Internet-enabled devices, all protected by one master password. LastPass sets up in minutes and gives you secure automatic logins throughout the web, synchronizing across all your browsers, all your computers, and even your mobile devices, at home, at work, or on the road. It even securely stores sensitive form data, including credit card numbers, backup sensitive documents, software licenses, Wi-Fi logins, and more. And with LastPass Premium, you can get these benefits on other applications, manage passwords for your entire family, and also get priority customer support. Sign up at password.bogosity.tv for a free month of LastPass Premium. Log in securely everywhere using the last password you'll ever have to remember. Go to password.bogosity.tv and get LastPass now. And now it's time to find out who was 2018's very first biggest bogan emitter. 
And we said at the time of Trump's appointment of Jeff Sessions as Attorney General that that was the worst move for freedom made by any president in a long time. Sessions has now decided to aggressively enforce marijuana laws in states that have legalized marijuana, putting state legal businesses in serious jeopardy. Growers, processors, distributors, and wholesalers will now be treated as if they're drug kingpins. Wasn't he the guy who said that people who smoked marijuana are bad? He was one of the many people who said that, but yeah, I think he did say that. I bet you a bottle of Fiji water that he probably smoked marijuana in the broom closet during his teenage years. (laughs) Maybe, but I mean, he's kind of saying like that lady with the tie-dyed t-shirt, you know, who just loafs around all the time and is incredibly overweight, is exactly like Walter White, you know. One of these things is not like the others. Shay. One of these things Shay. doesn't Shay. belong. What? It's time to focus. Okay. So this happens as public support for marijuana legalization is at an all-time high. Over two-thirds of Americans believe recreational marijuana should be legal, including a majority of Republicans. Now those guys, they got our respect. Because who cares if you carry an ounce of plant in your pocket? I really don't care. And this includes Republican senators like Cory Gardner, who said, quote, The Justice Department has trampled on the will of the voters in Colorado and other states. I am prepared to take all steps necessary, including holding DOJ nominees. And Lisa Murkowski, who said that it was, quote, disruptive and regrettable. And it's also a clear violation of Trump's promise to let states set their own marijuana policies. So I don't see how anyone other than Jeff Sessions could be 2018's first biggest bogan emitter. If you're going to shop online, use our special links to shop at Amazon. Clear your cookies and go to Amazon.Pagosity.tv, and you won't pay a penny more for your purchase. If you haven't used the mobile app in the last 12 months, or even at all, go to get5.bogosity.tv on your phone or tablet and get $5 off your order of $10 or more. Go to prime.bogosity.tv for a free 30-day trial of Amazon Prime and enjoy thousands of movies and TV episodes, borrowed Kindle books, and get unlimited two-day shipping for free. And speaking of Kindle, go to kindle.bogosity.tv for a 30-day free trial to Kindle Unlimited, read over one million books, and listen to thousands of audiobooks on any device. You can go to music.bogosity.tv and get a free 30-day trial of Amazon Music Unlimited with access to Amazon's entire library of 10 million songs, ad-free and with unlimited skips, and even download to listen offline. All great ways to help this podcast simply by shopping at Amazon. So Shane, a spurg and a uh, guy with a skeleton for an alter ego walk into a bar. The bartender asks, what would you like? The Spurg replies, a heaping dose of this week's Idiot Extraordinary! (laughs) Couldn't hold it, huh? Yeah. (laughs) It was a good attempt. I hope you moved all the glassware out of the room before you did that. (laughs) Yep, the first one of 2018 is the European Commission for Censorship of the kind we just talked about with Germany. They held a meeting with tech companies to try and get them to deal with the problem of illegal content online, 
which is generally stylized to the people as being terrorist propaganda and hate speech, but as we've repeatedly seen, it usually means dealing with IP infringement more than anything else. So for the past couple of years, the EU and many of its member countries have been on the crusade to censor the Internet from everything from ISIS videos to hate speech and fake news, and especially, more horrifically, pirated Hollywood movies. Sarcasm gasp! <laughs> the EC has said that all illegal content is a threat to safety, security, and fundamental rights. I think the EC is a threat to safety, security, and fundamental rights. And especially, like we were saying earlier, they would require this to be implemented worldwide. You know this is going to tick off 4chan, yeah? Oh, well, see, I like it when 4chan gets pissed off because then brilliance happens. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weaponized autism, Shane. Weaponized autism. And we were talking earlier about how much YouTube and Facebook and Twitter have done to try to tackle this issue, and guess what? It's almost like we predicted it. The EC is saying that it just isn't enough. Quote, Even if tens of thousands of pieces of illegal content have been taken down, there are still hundreds of thousands more out there, and removal needs to be speedy. The longer illegal material stays online, the greater its reach, the more it can spread and grow. Building on the current voluntary approach, more efforts and progress have to be made. So all the stuff, all the demonetization and limited monetization and the censorship and kicking people off and doing things, well, it's just not enough. So they're basically going to send mobs of hired goons if you dare insult their dear Saint Merkel? <laughs> they once again advocated the take-down-stay-down principle, otherwise known as guilty until proven innocent. All a big content provider has to do is claim that you're infringing on their copyright and they can have it taken down forever. And the onus would be on you to prove that it's not infringing. Now listen to this next part carefully, quote, We will continue to promote cooperation with social media companies to detect and remove terrorist and other illegal content online and, if necessary, Propose legislation to complement the existing regulatory framework. In other words, it'll be voluntary. Unless we don't like it, then we'll have Guido come in and break their fingers. Why did they make us do that? Are they going to make me look like the bad guy in this? No, but that's what any government policy does. They're all backed up by the threat of violence from unaccountable thugs... No matter how good and lofty and necessary they claim that the policy is, and, I mean, we've seen this before in things like with the video game rating system, which is voluntary, but it was done because I think it was the Clinton administration that threatened to force government ratings and government censorship down their throat, and they were like, Oh, no, 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 don't, no, don't do that, don't do that, we'll set up a ratings board, we'll do it ourselves. And, and it goes back to what you were saying earlier, you know, you'd think that Europe with Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union, and things like that, you'd think they would learn when dictators get into power. The first thing they do is get control over the media. And so always be wary of the ones who want to shut other people up. Even if they're not the evil dictators, they'd only be paving the way for the ones who are. Or as we like to call it, being a puppet. And the dumbest thing about all this is how little of a difference any of this will make. The Pirate Bay is still there, after all, despite their best efforts. It'll only mean the rise of more decentralized platforms. They won't win. 
They'll just destroy a lot of lives in the attempt. Oh, and double Bogon points if you people are also bleeding about how you're in favor of net neutrality. So that means the European Commission just has to be 2018's first... Well, that wraps up this and creating a nuisance edition of the Bogosity Podcast. Come join the discussion at forum.bogosity.tv and feel free to send a question, statement, news article, or rant in text or audio to podcast at bogosity.tv. This podcast depends on you to keep going, so please donate using the links on the website or the QR codes in the thumbnail or become a patron at patreon.bogosity.tv and get the podcast and YouTube videos early and without ads or promos. Thank you for listening and thanks to John Peterson for joining me. Now this is how we bring in the new year. Until next time, here's a quote from Bruce Schneier. Beware the four horsemen of the information apocalypse. Terrorists, drug dealers, kidnappers, and child pornographers. Seems like you can scare any public into allowing the government to do anything with those four. The Bogosity Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Derivatives 4.0 International License. Want answers to creationist claims against evolution? Would you like to know more about evolution yourself, or even engage creationists more directly, with actual peer-reviewed sources to back you up? My book, How Evolution is Scientific, is designed to show the basics of evolutionary theory and how it is so well supported using the scientific method. It's impeccably sourced, with references to the actual scientific material, and is arranged using the creationists' own criteria of what is scientific. Using their own arguments against them, see how evolution is scientific, but creationism is not. Based on observations, accurate predictions, logic, and evidence. Get answers to common creationist claims, and even a primer on abiogenesis, the start of all life. It's all in my book, How Evolution is Scientific, available at Amazon, and on Kindle, EPUB, and PDF as well. Get How Evolution is Scientific, and never be taken in by creationists again. Now what's the spurg? Autism. Oh, okay, I hadn't heard that one. First time for everything, my friend. Yeah, well, my son's autistic, you would think I would hear those things, but...